All right. Welcome, everyone. Let's take a moment to pray. Hmm. And just dropping in for a few quiet breaths. And together with our hearts connected here, we're offering our thanks for the opportunity to join here today in a holy, sacred, loving space. We acknowledge the truth that love is all there is, and we put ourselves in the flow of love here together. We're acknowledging that we're one with spirit and we're allowing that energy, that higher vision, that high vibration to lead and guide this conversation. Grateful to offer up our own experiences as a way to be helpful to others. And so we simply allow the call to happen in its perfect way, trusting. And we will be open to share the benefits in any way that we can with everyone and anyone whom could benefit. And so with gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thank you all for this space. I will just review the question and we'll see how that lands for us. So here we go. Okay, so our topic today is releasing resistance and reluctance. And in this class, Jennifer asked the question, what is the expansion you are feeling you would like that you're actually aware you're resisting? And I put this little part of the transcript as she continued on. Um, She says, maybe it, this expansion, scares you that there's something greater, that there's some greater expression of your gifts, your talents, your heart, your mind that is calling you that you're actually kind of putting the brakes on, going, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, (laughs) I'm not ready. And so what is that and what do you think you need to have you need to have in order to be ready that you don't already have. So what do you need to break through this resistance and reluctance? Yeah. Or what do you need to release the resistance? So what is the expansion you feel called into? Um, What's the resistance you feel around that? And what are you aware of that you would need to break through? (sighs) Okay. So, If anyone's feeling ready to start us off, go for it or take some time if you need it just to breathe that in.
I'm just being silly, but could we start off with some easier questions? <laughs> I know. Yeah, like what did you have for lunch? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, it's funny for me. I'm, I don't think I'm resisting anything. As a matter of fact, it sounds like I have been called so many separate ways for the last week or so, like different things, different situations. Responding, and um, I was talking to my sister on the phone. She's having some issues, and I was talking to her on the phone. Well, I called to talk to mom, and mom was sound like she's confused a little bit. Then I talked to my sister, and then I I said, okay, another call is coming in. That's another sister calling. So she said, okay, she put me on pause, and she's going to go. And I said, you know what? Let me just hang up. So I hung up because I was waiting for a couple of minutes, and then I said, I texted her, and I said, I'm going to go out to church because sometimes on once uh, the first Friday of the month is a special prayer thing, and I was going to go there, and then I changed my mind again. And and I said, well, I already told her that I'm going. So if I don't go, I said, oh, no, so what? So we did, you know, this is all in my mind going on. So I can change my mind. I can always choose again, like Jennifer says. And I just came out here and I just, I had no idea, no plans. I didn't even know I was going to come on the, on the list. And I put on a nice little seat that I have and I just put my legs up on that other chair that I was just sitting in and I just, I didn't go to sleep, I don't think, but I, I really relaxed into the music and I really took, it felt so good, so wonderful. And then at the end, I recognized it was the end of the CD and I'm like, hmm, let me get my iPad and look at the time. And then I said, oh, three o'clock, I could just come, <laughs> yes, I could just come on the call and see what's next, you know? And here I am. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is something that is happening that I'm not taking enough time for me, maybe. I'm just thinking about it now that I'm sharing it, you know, because I am going here and there, but it doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel like I'm not taking care of myself, so I don't know. So we'll just see where that goes. That's my share. Well, Corinne, it, it sounds like you're nurturing yourself in that way, just sitting down and really relaxing that much was so lovely and um, nurturing and nourishing for you. So I'm just noticing that because I feel like that is so important for all of us and we don't do that well. People don't nurture and take care of themselves, and I'm just beginning at this late age, so so I'm just noticing that you did that, and it seemed to be perfect. Thank you. Um, now that you mentioned that we don't, you know, that you're just beginning that, and you maybe you got a few years on me, maybe. It just it just it just um dawned on me yesterday I went to help out at a fair 
And there were a few ladies coming in and one of them recognized me and she introduced me to another one who was 101 years old. And she was walking with her cane and just coming in to visit that place. And I was like, wow, you know, for um, maybe I am in a very good place. Maybe there's a lot of older women here that drive, that do all kinds of things that are really living life. <laughs> Most of them are probably widows and maybe I have a little fear of becoming a widow. I don't know. But, um, but it was inspiring to see ladies and it's, it's all very different than my previous experiences, you know? And it's, you know, Rome, Georgia. I mean, I've been here three years, but I'm more into the community now than before. And I'm just really, it seems like I'm in a kind of just looking, I don't know, maybe I am expanding and I'm not quite seeing it yet, but I'm just taking 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 it in. But I remember specifically being so inspired by seeing all these older women doing and being active and all of that but my my mom is 86 and she's she can't do that you know and here this lady was 101 and she was just she, she didn't need help with her cane that was enough and she's walking and she told me her name and she had a little short interaction with me and um yeah that was very inspiring so thank you robin <laughs> I'm hoping that nurturing and nourishing myself uh, and discerning yeses and nos, uh, which seems to be the thing I'm working on, will enable me to be out and about at 101. So, you know, because I've been loving myself. Um, the phrase I'm using is just, and maybe I, I heard it from someone else, but no matter what, just loving myself through it now. It's like I am done with the um, criticism or harshness and part of nurturing and loving myself is to truly just love myself through um, whatever. So that's that's part of my practice and part of my learning. So uh, because it seems so often that when we see elderly people, I will be 80 in uh, eight years, and I'm like, that doesn't even sound plausible. <laughs> and because in my lifetime, when you reach 80, you're like, you're just down for the count, you know? So, and I feel really far from that. So, anyway. Thank you, Corrine and Robin. I just love that this question about resistance is turning into a conversation about self-love because when I hear resistance, I um, used to think that I have, like, so much resistance, like I'm full of resistance, and it used to feel like there's a constant tug-of-war between the, the part of me that wants expansion, wants to just be the light, be love, and be in the flow of love, and... Um, ascend and be enlightened and all those things and then there's another part of me who's just like refusing to let that happen or just can't seem to let go of something or uh, just seems to go back to the same same old story after 
a gazillion forgiveness exercises or um, can't seem to stop self-medicating, all those things. And for the longest time, it just felt like I had literally someone who was trying to sabotage my efforts to to be be the light and the love and all those things that I wanted to be. Um, but now over the past uh, couple of months, I've come to a place where I've started to recognize that that saboteur, that part of me who, who really does not want anything to do with the light, like is so scared of the light, doesn't think anything good will come of it, doesn't think I'm capable of it, like all those things. She, she has a really good reason to believe that. Like, it's not that she's, it's not that what she's believing is true, but from her perspective, she has every reason to try to stop me, every reason to self-medicate, every reason to um, distract me from the truth. And I guess what I'm trying to explain is that I used to think that my job was to, like, cut her off or to get rid of her or uh, just shine the light onto her until she disappears, right? <laughs> I used to... I used to think that that's what we're supposed to do. Like we're supposed to overcome our ego. We're supposed to slay the ego. We're supposed to uh, not listen to it. We're supposed to ignore it. We're supposed to all those things and different approaches work for different people. And there's also like nuance of words and what have you. But what I'm experiencing right now is that I can't go anywhere without her. If that makes any sense. Like, if I'm going to go up or like if I'm going to, if my consciousness is going to be elevated, I can't do it without her, uh, um, her agreeing to go there with me, her, uh, her fear of love being gently dissolved enough to the point where she feels a little more safe in the light. Like she, I can't go anywhere without her really feeling that she's been heard by me, what she has to say. So, and I'm just so grateful for this awareness because many spiritual teachers might disagree with me, but I feel like this is a much more um, empowering and loving way to go about uh, this journey to not make an enemy of the part of you that once doesn't want to do what you think you want to do. Um, and so the relationship of that, like myself to that voice inside me that, that whispers all the negative things, all the judgments, all the fearful thoughts, the guilt, what have you in my head has slowly evolved to a point of um, instead of being annoyed, frustrated, uh, disappointed by all those that I'm hearing these voices still. Um, now I can just turn to her and say, like, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. From your perspective, you're absolutely right. And, and like when I do that, I could just feel, feel her just like soften energetically that she feels heard and she, 
she feels acknowledged and that that charge the negative charge just like just gets um what's the word uh neutralized right there and then so yeah i can go on and on about like what resistance i'm having and towards what but um my big gratitude is that i can now uh like i don't have to keep being at war with myself anymore that there's an enemy within me that's preventing me that's keeping me that's sabotaging me from having that expansion that i want so bad uh it's not that way it's, it's actually like that's actually not even the point because we're already that <laughs> so my job is to really just like love her and accept her and meet her with understanding and and to to just be willing to sit with her and listen to what she has to say and uh because i really am not going anywhere without her <laughs> that's my share thank you Rieko, your expression of just all of that, I just felt um, the oneness, I'm assuming, with all of us. I mean, everything you shared and said, I could feel it and know it from my heart. And um, a resistance is a, is, has just come up looming as well. I'm reading very slowly David Hawkins, and I... I learning about that and um, my practice it seems in every moment um, because well I say every moment because I'm looking outside of myself and I seem to be able to notice something that bothers me often and the practice is I just I'm just going immediately into um relaxing just practicing uh, feeling the fear and the scare and the upset or whatever is going on but knowing that if i keep pushing and resisting i'm just going to make matters worse and now this practice of just relaxing and breathing i mean the breathing has become so significant for me in my life knowing that it's spirit it, i mean it's you know it's spirit and uh and just taking that breath and relaxing and like this 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 out there it's it's not anything to cause you to be fearful and upset and i can notice uh when things go smoother around something because i've chosen to relax instead of pushing through the resistance so it's exciting and um and and just i loved how you expressed the feeling of being in that and having your uh that mate that's always saying we cannot allow this <laughs> and you really can't go forward unless we you bring her with us we yeah there's a bringing that with us 
that fear along with us and just relax. And so anyway, that was beautifully expressed. I was just hanging on to every word, loving that I know how you feel. And so thank you. Thank you so much, Robin. I love what you said about just relaxing into the feeling and not not resisting the feeling, what you're feeling, and just loving and accepting what you're feeling and just let it be okay just as it is. I love that. Thank you. I'm finding it very powerful when I feel. Yeah, it is. And what a relief, too, right, that we... Yes. It's okay if we're feeling sad. It's okay if we're feeling angry. It's okay if we're feeling whatever we're feeling. Yeah. And when we, like, hold space for us to feel that instead of feeling guilty about it or judging it, then it just passes a lot quicker, too. Yeah. Yeah. My two little favorite sentences that I read many, many, many years ago just came back <laughs> from all this. Acceptance is heaven. Mm-hmm. Resistance is hell. <laughs> and I mean, I've proven that, I mean, we, I, I've proven that over and over again in myself that whenever I resist, and it says, you know, there's also sayings that say what you resist persists. <laughs> and, you know, and when you allow, you know, it's so much more liberating. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of that too, and yeah, and, and it really works, you know. And I'm glad that Robin mentioned being excited because I was actually talking to one of my um, mastery circles person yesterday, and um, and he said something about. Um, I don't know if it, well, maybe I'm getting it confused, but somebody was saying something about being afraid. Um, you know, like it's almost like being afraid because, you know, like, like I can't believe, I can't believe the change or I can't believe that I'm, that I'm doing so much better or whatever. And I said, no, 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 don't say I can't believe. Say I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that this is happening because sometimes we, you know, we, we, I'm watching my language because sometimes I would say things with, out of habit, you know, over the years, you know, people say things and not that it's going to do anything right away to you, but you never know, you know, if, if, if there's a better choice, just make it. And that's what I'm finding. I'm always choosing. Is this, you know, how does this feel and how does this feel? And instead of saying, I don't believe, I'm excited. Sounded so better. And, And I didn't come up with that. I heard it somewhere too. And I, and I just adopted it. So as I'm going along, it's like, I'm just shopping and picking up here and there are things that are good and feel good and just holding on to those. And, you know, I just share it. If someone wants to hope to take it, they can, if you don't have to, but, um, it, I, it was something very nice for me to hear that because I, I used to say that, that, oh, I can't believe this, I can't believe that. In the, if you can say it in both a positive, supposedly a positive way or a negative way, but really it's the emotion behind the words that's really important. So if you're feeling excited, name, name it. It's like, I'm excited. <laughs> and that's another thing of being authentic also and, and just being, you know, accepting. I'm, yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
Thank you for I mean, I'm just saying that and I'm hearing it too, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been, I have something in my head. I don't know how to say it yet. Maybe I'll get, get there, but it was cool that last night I had a friend call me and um, she was really stuck in a couple things like past things that she really hasn't moved on from. And she said something to me at some point, like, haven't I been saying this for years? Isn't this the same thing I told you a year ago? Am I just, you know, I could feel that she felt overwhelmed by being stuck. And I remember the power of the forgiveness letter. When you go from the first feelings to number five, which is I accept what happened and what a huge jump that is. And for her, she was, when she first called me, she was in the emotion of, like something two things had happened that she really hasn't forgiven so because she hasn't accepted them she hasn't begun the process of moving forward and creating something she'd like but through the conversation with her and I will try to connect this to what you were saying Rayko because I think there's a connection I just don't know if it'll happen in my words um it's that point we get to where we love ourselves so much um, that we even like, so for me, there's a situation where I switched my care provider last week. Like I just went to my new midwife this week and it looks like I won't get any money back from the first place. And there's, a, and the new person is double the cost. <laughs> and it looks like I created the same thing where I went from hospital to midwife where I thought, I don't know if I can afford this. And then the money showed up and I paid it. And now I don't want to go there. <laughs> and now the new one, I'm now in the same question. Where's the money going to come from? So part of the, the answer to like today's question was like, I'm moving toward complete trust because I'm like in this place where I can come up with some ideas, but I, I don't even really want to. I actually just want to go there and see what's going to happen. And during the process, I did have the thought, like, it was so small. It was so quiet. It was just like, you wasted the money. Like, you didn't ask those midwives any questions really but the truth is I didn't know I already know my innocence is so much stronger than my guilt like then I did something wrong that there's no it's not even loud voice so it's kind of like you know I love that minivan thing that I've always had where it's like my my higher self's the driver and all the parts of me the, the kids you know whatever the undeveloped, the immature, the scared, the the ones that shouldn't be driving. They're in the back somewhere. They're welcome. They're on the journey. They're with me. They're just in there, you know, and I'm not like putting duct tape on their mouth or saying, you don't, you know, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You know, I'm not that mom who's like, yeah, shut up in the back. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, let's pull over. What I hear you, you know, but now it's as if the voice is so far back that it's like, well, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, it, it doesn't even actually get all the way up into my, it's so soft. 
that there's no need to react to it actually. And it's not that I think I'm ignoring it. It's just, it's as if now it's mumbling, like, I'm like, it does. So there's this part about when you love yourself so much, the voices get quieter. And I think it's because the, I don't know, you're healing their fears because you've heard them or however it works. You don't ever know. But now I don't go there. It's not slowing me down. Literally, we're in the car and we're going forward. And I'm like, we're going forward. Um, I'm not even hearing the fear to slow down. And But it's been a practice and there are times where I do. And I'm like having to pause because I'm being like very like sometimes I notice I'm trying to be so together with everything where the midwives that, you know, I'm leaving, I, I have asked about a refund and I was immediately like shut down and um, I kind of said, well, I understand whatever I accept. And then today, you know, it's coming in and out that I'm getting upset about it and I want to express my feelings about it. And I want to say like, Do you realize when you, you know, I want to be like a little bit of a victim and I get it because it does feel like you who claim to be an empowered (laughs) private practice, you know, I'm saying goodbye and it's like, you don't realize that you're not helping me. Like you're helping yourself. And what's your greater vision? Is it to help women make really good choices for their birth? then maybe you would meet me somewhere in the middle here, you know? So I have the voice of like feeling um, like I don't like what's happening and I wish I was treated better. Um, And yet what I would say to the, the today's question is what I'm moving into is, yes, I can feel that. I can acknowledge it. It's okay for me. I get it. I get why I would have a victim thought um and i get why i would want to even manipulate them a bit to get some money back um but i don't need to manipulate i'm just trying to ask straightforward like straightforward asking um and the expansion i'm moving into is Because part of me, it was really snide. It was like, I keep thinking of something to say on the phone, which is, you know, if you want to keep my money, that comes with, you know, I can move forward in with like knowing I'm taken care of. But I want, it's like I wanted to make a comment like, and if you choose to like hold on to the money, like you're going to deal with that too. <laughs> like that energy of holding on that comes with its own thing. And then I thought, no, you would not say that. You would not kind of make a comment like, well, the world will take care of you. <laughs> you know, like, eh, the karma will make the justice here. I don't even have to, oh, I don't have to do it myself. But I I really, I want to, and then, and then what came to me while I was washing dishes was, let's do a self-forgiveness letter because I forgave them and I forgot the step that let's do the self-forgiveness. Maybe it will even heal some of the tension that's still there. And um, 
so that I can have the widest view that I am one with them. And however they're being graspy with the money, I feel that way too. I'm trying to get it back. We're like fighting over it in a little energetic way. And I get that it's the same thing on either side. So I'm trying to move into real, real trust and real deeper sense of, um, it's funny because like you were saying, Kareem, the energy is leading me forward. Really. I feel like a momentum forward because I found really good care. I mean, from last week when I was measured and told I'm measuring behind schedule an ultrasound is advised six days later, I measure six centimeters more <laughs> and I'm ahead of schedule. And I'm like, and then she felt my body and she could feel the position of the baby. She told me the head is low and the placenta couldn't be there. She like, she like dissolved every fear that had been kind of told to me in one appointment it was like, it's in good position. Your growth is amazing. The placenta can't be in a bad place because the head is very low. You are doing great. And I'm like, no, this is what I, I knew it was possible. And, um, Anyway, I'm moving toward this direction of trust, which I feel like she represents. And as I move away from something, I'm trying to do it in as conscious as I can, not to be make them my enemy or and to leave very peacefully. But there's some things to be to be worked through. I can feel it so. Thank you. I'm going to respond to that because I went through an experience kind of very different, of course, but similar in the sense that I know I wasted $1,800 with a dentist that was supposed to be cheaper you know, and of course I had my judgments about the more expensive dentist to begin with, but I had known him and he did a good job for me, but I just thought it was too much. Plus, of course, I had my husband's influence, which is like a lot of input as far as money and issues with money. And I didn't have the problem that she said that I had, but anyway, I think there was something there between Hans and I as well. It's like, he, because he came with me and he wasn't going to let anything, they, they supposedly give you a free exam and then they tell you what's wrong with you and they're going to work on you, right? So they told him and he said, okay, he got his free exam, but he was not going to contribute to anything else. And almost, it's almost as though, well, we're getting two free exams, so they got to get something out of us. So whatever it is that they tell me, I'm just going to go do it, you know? And he didn't really help me because he just sat there and let me do whatever I wanted to do. And I had a credit, care credit, which is, you know, just a credit card, like, but they're not going to charge me interest for a year. So I said, well, I have it and I can do it. And I had to see that there was in me a little bit of a aggression or something between me and Hans and like, because he did not in the past, you know, we had issues in the past and he spent money unwisely and I never did. <laughs> So I don't know if unconsciously I was doing it or not, but whatever it is, I did it. And then I felt 
after they did the work, which was just a one session thing, and then I had to go back for another year or something, they get, well, they gave me a little bag of things to use. And I didn't know that was part of the package. I didn't really need that, according to me. I found all the excuses. But anyway, to make the long story short, finally, I did that, like you, write a forgiveness letter. And I realized it was actually from way before, many years before. I mean, even back to my childhood, I probably had issues that when I first came here in this country, and at one time, maybe I was in my teens and I went to the dentist, I had so many cavities, and I took it as I'm bad, you know? And I didn't even know what flossing was. I mean, back home, we didn't use that. <laughs> and I think that personally, I probably took it as though, you know, I, as an insult and that I, and I blame myself or something. And I had a whole bunch of issues related to my teeth for, for many years, you know, and I have all these, these, these teeth that are not really my own and whatever. But instead of just seeing, okay, I let that go with that money and, now I'm having a problem that I really need to see a dentist for because one of my things came off. So I decided, well, I can't go to these cheap people already. They took my money already. <laughs> and then I went to this new one and I'm going to spend maybe double that almost for work that I really need to have done now. And by now I had worked enough with some forgiveness letters that even whatever my husband was saying, I was allowing him to express himself without judging him. And just knowing for myself that I'm doing what's better for me now. And I know this dentist, even though he's expensive, that he's he, he's going to do a good job by me. So I'm just, I don't know where the money's coming from or how it's going to be. Even if I have to be in debt for another or whatever, I'm just going to go take care of that and, um, and see what happens. But I did take 100% responsibility and say it was, they didn't take my money. I volunteered that $1,800, you know, and I may even have had signed. There was no rush. I could have thought about it. You know, I found all the different ways that I could have handled it. And then I said, but that was the way that I chose to learn and it's okay. And now this dentist, when I went to him, the new one, it's a, you know, beautiful chair, beautiful helpers. I'm, I was looking for what was nice that I could appreciate with these new people. And I really thank God for that. And I prayed before he touched me or anything. I even told him, I mean, this is the first time I, I said, um, I said a little out loud prayer, you know, and he said, you know, he, he went along with it. <laughs> and it was, it took courage for me to do that because I don't usually do that, but I wanted to really bring in the blessing this time. And I did that and everything worked. So I'm paying my bills, but I'm doing okay, you know, and I'm like, well, and the money comes in every month, you know, so I'll just keep paying, you know, it's, 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 it was a lesson. That's how I took it. It was a lesson and I forgave myself and I love myself and I, and I learned through it to look at not the negatives, but the positives. What good can I see in that, you know, and how can I take responsibility for what I could have done and what I couldn't have done differently? And then just move on with that with you know, from there, you know. So your story reminded me of that. So I just thought I'd share it for whatever, you know, if it's um if it could be of help. But it's all it all comes back to what, you know, what we all been talking about, which is taking care of the self and loving and loving ourselves and um and it's this, you know, the ego just can find so many devious ways of disguising things and manipulating and playing with our mind, you know, 
even making us think that we're guilty and that we're bad and whatever, you know. And then again, it turns us on, no, you're not at fault. You are the good one. <laughs> you know, it goes back and forth, you know, and it can be very confusing. But again, with the feeling, how do I feel? And even when I don't feel very well, I just say, okay, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I'll take that breath, you know, like Robin, and just quiet and be still and just be still and allow. And if I don't get the, the answer right away, later on or something will come, you know, but it's just getting back to that peace and knowing that I'm taken care of right now. So that's okay. Whatever happened, happened. Right now, you're happy with this person and you feel good about it. Try to enjoy that feeling, you know, and just see what else will come across after that. Thank you. That's really helpful. Many parts of it. Because my husband's really also like, what the heck? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Because actually... I will not give birth at home anymore because she cannot practice in my state. So I have to tell you, though, it feels like an adventure that I don't know where I'm giving birth and I don't know where the money's coming from. And I don't even feel bad about it. I don't feel any fear. I feel more fear to say I can't, I can't say yes to that because I committed here or... I'm creating more money problem or, I don't know, challenge. So I feel like, oh, I want to go toward the unknown because I can't even imagine now. And it's, it's, as if, it's as if you plan a vacation. You're like, oh, that'll be nice to go to Florida and whatever. And then that gets canceled in the trip. Now the ticket's like to go anywhere. I don't know. It just feels like something just opened up and, uh, and yet there are these people for me to kind of catch up and they can be representative of myself. It's cool. I don't care what it is, but I think, um, again, it's the same process. I think we're all talking about, which is don't be afraid of any resistance from other people, from yourself. It's like, don't be afraid of it. And the, and the answer to it, the response to it is the same thing that we're claiming is the only thing that's true, which is be loving to it. So I get why my husband's like, and I'm afraid to tell him actually how much the new lady is. Cause he, I told him because she has a policy where you can pay however long it takes. She doesn't put a time limit on it. It's just, she has an ideal that you would pay a certain amount before the birth or after so that she can pay the midwives who are helping her and she can kind of, pay her own bills, I think, you know, um, but she said, if you can't do that, we'll, we'll come up with something. So there is freedom around it. There is so much love from her and my husband, when I said, but she lets us just pay, doesn't matter how long he's like, well, that means it's expensive. <laughs> he's just like, well, that means we're going to be paying forever or whatever. Um, and I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I just have to kind of, take deep breaths like everyone let him say it because I can feel like I'm avoiding the conversation, which again, I understand why I'm avoiding it. I'm still emotional about it. I'm still feeling vulnerable about it. So I don't feel like I'm being a coward. I feel like I'm just 
giving myself some space to feel more less vulnerable. But you know, if I'm vulnerable and I cry, whatever I do, it's okay. It's just, yeah. So it's being with myself through all of it and being with my husband, being with everybody, being one with the whole thing. So it's quite dynamic. It's a lot. But how beautiful to be aware of it all and awake to it all. I think that's the gift we have. Thank you. I'm so happy you have a midwife that you trust because that's where it's at. And... Um, I just had some some uh, uh, event that was uh, daunting for me, and oh goodness! Um, so I've been, I'm finally like, it's it's, I feel okay, but I had it was daunting and uh, feeling like I had made the, the 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 highest and best choice, but maybe other people didn't think so. I don't know, but um, so so it's like. I'm saying I'm getting to this place where it, I'm so worried about the decision and wanting to make the right decision. Angela and Rieko know this about me. Because <laughs> I've been trying to make decisions for years and I'm still like not doing it. And it's so and it's like with this experience, I had to get to this place to say I made a choice, I made a decision, and I don't know if it was the highest and best, or I, I don't know if it was if it was right or wrong. I'm just going to love myself through it. I just have to come back to being loving towards myself, and I loved your uh, metaphor of being upfront driving and having all of these and I'm even hearing the mumbles. I mean, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is just, uh, you know, today I'm going through something, and I'm, I'm like, a year ago I would be freaking out, and now I'm just like listening to the mumbles and deciding that. I have a hard time with the quote, I guess it's in A Course in Miracles, that there's no wrong, I mean, Carla's like, there is no wrong way, it's all good, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, um, I haven't really got that under my belt, although I do, I, I feel that that is true, and if I could just relax and um which I am practicing all the time. I mean, my contract is to rest in God, to stay in my loving heart, and to be truly helpful. That's it. You know, if I could just stick with that every minute, it would be so much better. So I, I just, I love that I can relate to your all of your shares when you talked about um, trusting, uh, and you talked about trusting to me, 
uh, I just read in Jesus Calling this morning, and he says, here is the supernatural. If you do this, you will be opening, you'll be walking into just trust, and that one's a little harder, and say thank you. That's all you got to do. So we just, you know, so. Um, just this trusting and being grateful, just, and it's so easy to be grateful. And so when these things happen that are upsetting to us, me trying to step back, I mean, Eckhart Tolle is the big, you know, step back, don't get in the drama of it, step back and um, I mean, there, there. I can see your situation, and, and just having a situation. It took as long as it took. It took a week for me to just go. You know, I'm done with that. Um, so there's still these things that can bother us, and I um, want to see it as just helping me to know the goodness in my life. It's like all of these things happening are for my good. So in that goodness, is there a practicing of letting it go more? Is there a practice of really relaxing and trusting and being thankful and grateful? And with every little thing that bothers me, there it's like, okay, it's here. And you can get really upset, and you can stay that way for a week if you want to, or you can just see it as part of your, your we can see these things as part of our maturation in really knowing and understanding the highest and best and the truth of who we are. Did that make any, I mean, That was so beautiful. Thank you, Robin. Well, like Angela, you try to share these things, and you don't you, you don't know how it's coming out because it feels real. Thank you. I just felt such gentle strength in your share that like a strong mm, conviction is not quite the word I'm looking for, but the knowing that you're worth loving and the knowing that we can love ourselves no matter what we're feeling or going through or whatever thoughts we're having. And I just felt so uplifted by your share. Thank you, Robin. And Angela and Karina, I relate so much to these like medical, <laughs> medical forgiveness situations. Um, and recently, I had a chance to do one along with Jennifer. And speaking of resistance, I was telling her about this. Um, so I've been praying for guidance on what to do about my physical challenges because 
I felt like I've tried everything and I just did not want to look up doctors or healers anymore or like diets or <laughs> alternative medicine anymore. I just did not like want to like go out and search for solutions anymore. And, and so I would pray like what, I'm willing to take care of my body. I'm willing to support my body in whatever way is most helpful. I'm willing to uh, receive assistance from someone who is truly helpful. Like all those things, right? I'm praying for it. And I haven't felt like I've received anything or any signs or any. I've, I've received guidance on other things, but I haven't felt like there was anything coming my way in terms of this specific thing. And so I was telling Jennifer about that, and she she asked me, like, if I was having resistance on hearing that guidance, like, what would it be? Like, what are you afraid they would, like, spirit will tell you to do? And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it that way. Um, and so I thought about it, and the answer that came to me was then that I'm so scared that spirit's going to tell me to go on another diet, which is so interesting because... The last, I, I went on this really restrictive, supposedly very healing diet, like twice in five years. And I was so determined. I was so motivated. I just like followed it to the letter. I just like brought every, I made every meal by myself. Like I, <laughs> I had all the things that were supposedly healthy. I avoided everything that was supposed to not be healthy, all those things. And Robin, uh, david hawkins book like the brown bag people that's kind of what i was trying like turning into and instead of it healing me in any aspect uh i really just got emaciated i lost a ton of weight my period stopped coming and so after six seven months i just start to eat normal and then my weight comes back again and my period comes back again um and i did that twice <laughs> And so I like the the mind, my mind, Rieko feels trapped between um, Western medicine that tends to just give her medication to cover up the symptoms and uh, alternative medicine that tends to just uh, make her more fearful that there's so many toxins in everything food, environment, everything that I need to be vigilant. I need to uh, make sure that I don't consume any of it. I need to make sure I get rid of it. Like it's just like uh, it works for so many people, but I just found that I it just went to a place of I just was not helpful to me anymore. So Rika was feeling so trapped in between like, are those the only options available to me? Like, is there anything else that could help me that doesn't require me to that's like feels kind and gentle to my body, but not like so stressful and uh, limiting and restrictive and all those things. Um, and so I told Jennifer that, that I, I really can't do another diet and I'm so scared this person's going to tell me to do that. I'm so afraid this person's going to take away my pleasures and all the little, <laughs> what little pleasure I have in my life was going to take it away from me. Um, and so after I finished the call with Jennifer, I was kind of thinking about that, and it occurred to me that it's not even that. It's it's like 
I had a very specific idea of what's the highest and best for me. And I had no doubt that the highest and best for me is for some amazing doctor or healer to show up that would administer some kind of treatment that's not steroids, um, doesn't require me to go on diets, but somehow miraculously, like, gets rid of all the skin lesions that I have, right, that... I just firmly held in my mind that that was my highest and best and that the guidance that Spirit's going to give me will lead me to that highest and best scenario. So what else could be highest and best? But I realized, like, I really don't know what's highest and best for me. I really don't. And as, um, as strange as this sounds to say, like, how could it be highest and best for anyone to be sick or have such an uncomfortable condition. I'm grateful that my mind is shifting to a place where I can open up and say, I just don't know and I'm willing to be shown. Because I've said this a couple of times, but without this, I wouldn't have found masterful living. I wouldn't have gone to the spiritual path. I probably wouldn't have learned to love myself. There's so many great gifts that this brought me. And it's the same thing with that, um, the little ego that I was talking about. It's like the same thing with my body and what other organisms live in our bodies, right? Like, I'm just grateful that my awareness is shifting to that place of really just recognizing and knowing that nothing is against us. Like, even the situations, conditions, people, illnesses, viruses, bacteria, fungi, whatever it is that, or environmental toxins for that matter, like food, that we label and push away and fear and make enemies out of like none of it is against us like everything is working to help us wake up to to the love that's there the oneness that's there to all the mistaken beliefs that we can clear now um and so um i don't know where i'm going with this either (laughs) but um I just love today's conversation of self-love and trust and acceptance and uh, that we could just, like, hold ourselves gently throughout all of it. I love that. Thank you so much. I feel like you just opened an amazing new topic, (laughs) a big one, like, and it's helpful to me. I'm reflecting on the ways that, and sorry, the dog is, wants me to play with her, but she's so cute. Um, She just dropped the tennis ball on my foot. You know, this is the cute stuff 
where we're like laughing after it's so heavy. Uh, but um, with my doctor's situation, what I was trying to really discern is like, I really disliked being viewed as we're going to fix you. The very first thing I was like, I just could feel how much I wanted to be treated like I was whole and that there wasn't, even if we had something to fix, it was presented in a different way that it was like, it's not that there's anything wrong with this, but let's, let's follow how this is showing us something. Like I really had such specific needs around and I know that they're my own. They're my own way of wanting to really give up looking at what's wrong with me and it was being reflected by these other people and I knew that it was just, you know, then it's tricky to know what to do with the form when it's like, okay, I've outgrown this view because it just doesn't work for me now that I need to be fixed and that the best thing to do is follow um, a symptom and let medicine tell us what it means. I was just like, or let technology tell me what it means. So it was kind of like, well, we'd like to be sure. So let us, you know, put machines on you and look into it so we can be sure. And I was looking for someone who was sure about the truth of who I was. Like, no, first I need to know that you are sure that I am not a body. <laughs> and I'm asking a doctor who's a medical doctor to tell me that. And I can't get that from them. So again, it was just, there's so many levels of it, but there was such a fundamental need I had, which was, if I'm viewed as a body, it will really provoke me to, um, and I, at first I thought, okay, all these things could be helpful. They don't hurt me, like you're saying, but there was something in the fundamental approach of me that mm -hmm. was, I was very sensitive to, and it doesn't mean it wasn't that I wanted them to tell me what I wanted to hear. It was just like, before I can trust you, I need to know that you know who I really am. <laughs> and not everyone in the world is going to view me that way. So I'm also given the challenge to let them provide what they can. But it was just like, I think it's just because I'm developing the true way of seeing me that I, I need someone who knows even more. I, I want this this shepherd in front. I want the Jennifer of the doctor who who holds the truth for me that I don't have to convince who I am. So I found that lady and literally what she said in their first consult was what we need to make this work is we need to fall in love with each other. If If we don't fall in love with each other, we shouldn't be working together. And she said, I've, I've witnessed 2,200 births and there's been two people who we didn't fall in love with each other and told me why and said, but we still talk. And one of them was a smoker and she was lying. And so it was a hard, they couldn't make the connection because there was some like dishonesty and whatever. But the, you see the message was, we love you. They gave me food. They gave me proper weight, uh, pillows to sit with. They had drinks. They, it was so to the scale of love pouring over it <laughs> that it was like, okay. Um, and again, it comes to 
I deserve that. And I actually created it. But I was learning from the others through contrast how I was viewing myself before and how I was approaching myself, which was, well, what's wrong with you? You know, and I grew up with like this, some skin things where I heard my dad say, what's wrong with her in front of me to my mother. And it pierced my soul like, (gasps) and it, you know, it's working that out. What's wrong with me. It's working that out that this means there's something wrong with me. Like you were saying, like, so I don't know. It was like, when, Once I got clear how I want to see myself, I found a provider who saw me that way. And now I'm just trying to kind of just make sense of how to like leave the relationship with the others without making them wrong or bad and not having those little snide remarks like good luck with your bad karma. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to say that, but um. Because to me, when you were talking, Rieko, it was like, the cure is knowing the truth of who we are. It has to be somehow. And then I don't know how form, like, shows up and what it does, but um, it's just there cannot be any trace of there's, there's something wrong that has to be fixed or altered. or That was what I learned. And I I don't want to use the word want or need, but um, having a strong preference to be to have some work with someone who sees sees us that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. I I know deep down that the cure is like knowing the truth of who we are. I'm so grateful that we're we're talking about this. Thank you. Hi, uh, my thoughts are that uh, Jennifer's the class two about resistance, uh, and and she was bringing up again about what do what is it that we'd like, and the deep desire of our hearts, and I'm. I am such a lover of the deep desire of the heart, and I use it so often when I'm going out into the world, and I add it with the um, divine experiment. That I call it the blessing prayer. And But I see that I can use it in every moment, and I want to practice um, what is it that I would like. Uh, so maybe... We don't have to, we can skip that part about going to the, the midwifery or, in my case, um, 
well, it doesn't even matter, but um, that we can skip those things, and, and, and that's where the ease and grace. So, so using that or, or exploring using that and seeing uh, where that takes us, with, like we don't know the highest and best. And so uh, in, in using the deep desire of my heart is and then turning it over and just practicing that more just when I'm by myself and having decisions to make. The other thing that came up for me, there was three things, is the in the course there's this phrase of rising above the battlefield. And in Jesus' calling it says rise above your circumstances. And when we rise above, we're choosing to go to that higher vibration. We are choosing love. What, and we may be choosing a spiritual quality of patience, uh, but we can walk through the veil, I mean, just in that practical way of choosing love through the spiritual qualities or those higher energies, um, which I'm, I'm excited about all these things and just really wanting them to be integrated. Uh, and be a natural part, and that be the truth of who I am. And um, the last thing is to see our brothers and sisters and go beyond what they appear, and to go to the Christ that's in with, within each and every person that we encounter. And um, so those are things that are uh, being really primary and important to me. And I feel them taking shape. But I so yearn to live um, that enlightened, awakened person, you know, as we all do. And um, I so want to go to the intensive spiritual. Uh, and all these things about lack and getting there. And I'm still, like, I listened to Jennifer's uh, class about uh, would this be a good class for you and Angela, you and Elizabeth and Linda and Carla. I mean, it was just so beautiful. And I've been very calm, trying to stay calm. Um, last year, I went to the forgiveness retreat and signed up the morning of in Richmond, Virginia, and then drove down to Boone, North Carolina, which was um, scary, but I made it. Um, so I'm just trusting. And, and my husband, who's, who really has been so amazing for me, I like married my sweet mother, thank God, and not my poor alcoholic father, but he was so scared for me last, he scared for me anyway because of A Course in Miracles, but he's so supportive. And I'm going to have to say, I really want to do this, and it's going to cost $2,000. And it's just like, oh, God. And I'm not afraid to talk to him about stuff, and yet this is 
So I'm just sharing that that's happening for me today and tomorrow and Sunday, and the class starts on um, in North Carolina on Monday. So I, I, if I'm not there, I'm just going to have to breathe it in and um, and love myself and hope that there will be an occasion that I can experience that because I just want to go deeper and the biggest part for me is wanting to I don't even know about a counselor um, I certainly don't have the credentials in the world's view but just wanting to be able to be truly helpful in the world with every encounter is you know the dream and I can I can see the learning that others and um, the depth of their sharing and giving and blessing all of us has come through that class. And um, anyway, I didn't want to share that. And don't tell anybody, but that's, that's my decision for, for this next uh, Pema Chodron said, everything we do, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. To see them all as little vignettes, and they come, and you have a birth, and then you have a middle, middle, and then the little vignette dies out, and you just keep having these little vignettes, and don't take them so seriously. about the circumstances and we're choosing the high the high road. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We love you, Robin. Thank you, Rico. Thank you for feeling with us and being so human. That's what I wrote in the chat. I don't know yeah. if you saw it, that it is good to be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, I know. Thank you. It is good to be vulnerable. Yes, it is. It's actually necessary to move forward because otherwise we're just hiding. We're not being true to ourselves. So that is something that I learn also, and I'm still learning. And I, and I know that every time that I allow it, it actually is making more room, which is expansion, isn't it? Isn't that what we were supposed to be talking about, expansion? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I'll just say one last thing before we go, because while, Angela, while you were talking before about wanting to have it right with the other people and all that, what came to me was the prayer of St. Francis. I don't know, because yesterday we were celebrating that feast day over there, but... I happen to have Jennifer's book here, and you know, and it's in there, the prayer of Saint Francis. The only thing is that I didn't realize it's. Um, she says, "Repeat three, six, or nine times." <laughs> so, just a little. Since it came up, I just share it. Thank you. 
Thank you, everyone. I listen to these because we cover so much, and because I was here and it was so meaningful, I like we're listening. Do you really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. And you know, just consider because we have this intimate group. We we really spark each other, and whatever you have shared might be helpful to hear again, to hear yourself, where you are, the insight you're having, and I'm not telling you what to do, but I find it very meaningful to listen to. It kind of builds me up, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I re listen to. It's really, really helpful. I love this Friday, Friday group. <laughs> I do, too. I do. It's just, it's, yeah. Who would like to pray? Anybody feeling it? Well, I will, you know, I. Yeah, you go. do it. <laughs> so, I, I love this practice. I love this practice. We take this breath of love and gratitude. We place our hands on our hearts. We are so grateful for the sim symbols of love and that we can feel our breath and we can know the truth that lies within it. We can touch our hearts and feel the connection that so we so dearly yearn for. We are so grateful and thankful this, for this tiny little group that just gives so much. We are so grateful and thankful for the ease and grace that comes forth with the deep sharing. We feel so blessed and uplifted, inspired, and not alone. We're so grateful. So we are grateful for Jennifer bringing us together. We're grateful for technology and the ease and grace that comes with it and the love that we learn and having patience with the technology in our lives to bring us together. So we just say we are trusting and following the spirit and knowing that we will be led and guided and that in every breath we are grateful for everything that shows up in our lives, knowing that it's leading us more and more to the truth of who we are and that we are letting go more and more and we're not having to experience we can be grateful for the things that we haven't had to experience just because we've been faithful and dedicated to do the work that we can do and to be committed. So we are grateful and thankful for that. And so we claim our I am presence. We claim and we start declaring what it is we like and our deep desire of the heart and that we trust and put it out there 
and letting it go and receiving it in the form that is for our highest and best. In grace and gratitude, we hold each other in love and light. And we hold those who may listen later. And we share the benefits with everyone we come encounter. And we have, we are grateful and thankful for the courage and the honesty to say, I love you, my husband. I love you, my whomever. I feel scared and upset. I need to share the truth of who I am and have your love come towards me because I know that I am well loved. And I speak this for each of us here. And we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. And that is our heart's desire. And we gently let it be. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. You know what song came to me? Let's fall in love. Why shouldn't we? I don't even know the rest of the words. I'm going to look it up because it came to my mind just Ooh. now. So I'm going to look up the I song heard... after we go. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it just came to me. And of course, Angela, that is so beautiful that this woman would tell you we need to fall in love with each other. That's all we need. So I think that that's... That's the answer, and I'm going to look up that song, and hopefully the rest of the words will be appropriate. But if not, that's <laughs> enough. Right? That's enough right there. Let's fall in love. <laughs> okay. So, Angela, you're, you're finding this. That's, I mean, my midwife became my mother and my sister, uh, my best friend. I mean, it was like she was there, you know, and it sounds like that's, what you have found and that is the truth of who we are wanting to be connected and have a relationship with yes. this person who's going to help us birth our baby yeah and she had Karen Carruthers went with me because you know and she this woman was the midwife for Karen's two daughters so ah. Ah. so it's a bit of a drive there's a little more to it but it's kind of like I said fun and adventurous but this woman said what spiritual community are you in? You know, and we're like, oh, it's a course in miracles. She's like, I had a course in miracles. And then she just wrote me today that she ordered the book because she packed it somewhere and she wants to start it again. And it's just, she's so cute. Ah, this is so awesome. Like, it's not surprising me. I mean, the whole thing is like, yeah. I just knew the energy and the rest is just, you know, icing on the cake. But it's like, sure, get the, I mean, awesome. Great. That, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. 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 We're getting yeah. aligned here. Yeah. 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 Love to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> Take care. Mm -hmm.